Good morning, everyone. So, this episode is one that is really, really hard for me. And it took a lot of strength for me to be able to record this because I have never told anybody but my family about this. And I just felt as if it was time to tell my story. And I ran across this quote this morning and it says, there's somebody out there that needs to hear your story from you. And this episode is going to be about my struggle with anxiety and depression and how I am coping with it now. And like I said, stick with me because This is a really difficult episode to record, but I'm going to start out with saying that I struggle with extreme anxiety. I have a phobia called emetophobia, and what that phobia is, is the fear of vomit and the fear of being sick. And I know a lot of you may be like, well, nobody likes to be sick. Nobody likes throwing up. It's not the physical feeling of it. It's the anticipation, the loss of control, the, I don't even know how to exactly explain it. Um, but I've struggled with this phobia since third grade and I didn't know what it was back in elementary school, but It hit me really hard again my sixth grade year. And a lot of you may not know this, but when I disappeared for three months, I was actually in a closet in the office. Um, I was doing school from there. And my teachers would come in and teach me the lessons. And to this day... I finally, now to this day, I finally realize how blessed and how lucky I am to have the mentors that I had because I would not have made it past sixth grade year if it wasn't for them. Um, Those were my first times where I had panic attacks and I didn't know what they were. I... I couldn't fully grasp it and I didn't fully understand what was happening to me. I just kept asking God, why, why, why me? Why is this happening? Why am I not normal? Why? Like, I was so lost. And there were two people, two teachers of mine that really, really helped me. And that was Diane Bensko and Bethany Sponsler. And they would come in to the office every single day. And Miss Bensko would teach me my lessons and make me feel as if I was normal and didn't make me feel like an outsider. And Mrs. Sponsler, she would bring me quotes every day. Um... And I think that's where my love for quotes began. (laughs) She actually 
understood my phobia because she had it as well and it was it was a very very difficult time and I was in that closet for three months until finally the principal and the teachers they came to me and they basically said if you don't decide to go back to class we're gonna have to hold you back and I was like, well, no, I don't want that. I want to graduate with my friends. And so I pulled myself together and went back to class. And it was probably the hardest thing that I thought I would ever have to face. But how this all started happening was one time a kid got sick in class and still to this day, I graduated with the kid and he knew he didn't know he did anything wrong because he really didn't but it was still hard for me to talk to that person and it was nothing against him it was nothing against anyone it was just my own mind and um so that's how my sixth grade phobia started and I started to get past it and it was hard to go back to class after those months where I didn't have to face anyone because of my social anxiety and I didn't want to be around anyone. I, I, I felt like I lost control because I did and I wasn't used to not having control over circumstances. Um, but it started to get better. Seventh grade, eighth grade, it was all good um, because I didn't fully grasp and didn't fully understand what was going on. My brain wasn't fully developed. I I kind of, it was easier to forget it, I think. And um, I always remember thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait until high school. I'm going to be able to have control. I don't have to, you know, I'm going to be like a grown up. <laughs> and my freshman and sophomore year went very smoothly and just your typical first couple years of high school and my junior year i i was really i was wild i'm not going to lie i was crazy i would you know i would go out every single weekend i would party i would I would stay out all night and barely be able to wake up in the morning and go to school. Um, And then in December, I got the flu for the first time in like four years. And keep in mind, that's what the phobia is. It's the fear of being sick. And um, I went off the deep end. I literally, I, all I remember was, I remember the feeling and I remember, I was like, it's happening again. It's happening again. It's never happened. Like I was like, the last time this has happened, I was literally 11 years old or 12 years old and I didn't know how to handle it. I, I hadn't felt those feelings in so long. The, the, the feeling like you're burning from the inside out, the feeling like somebody has their hands around your neck and just like choking you. And it it's the worst feeling ever. And anybody that has been through anxiety or deals with anxiety know what I'm talking about. And I just want you all to know that you're not alone. 
and I know what you're going through. Um, and so I was in a relationship at the time and I started pulling away from everyone. We were so happy and I just started to completely distance myself. I was living in my own little bubble. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to be in groups of people. I didn't want to have to talk to anybody. And it was awful. It was miserable. And I thought I would never get out of it. And there was a time I was like, I want to do all these big things in life and I want to achieve so much, but how am I going to? There's no way I'm going to live in my parents' house for the rest of my life. I can't leave. And I started to think very negative and it even took me down into a deeper hole. And so I started to do these like routines. So I started every morning I would get up and I would read a chapter of a book, I would meditate, I would light a candle, and I would just be alone. And that's the only way that I could get myself up to barely make it to school on time. Um, Because I felt like I had control over these routines and I felt like I could... I, I could control what, what I was doing. And with my phobia and my anxiety, I couldn't control it. It would come and go as it pleased. And my the rest of my junior year, that would have been spring 2019. Keep in mind, this was not a long time ago. Um, I would sit in the bathroom. I couldn't barely sit in class because every time there was silence... I would start to feel like I was burning and like like someone was literally had their hands wrapped around my throat like I could not breathe and I would get up and run out of the classroom and I know a lot of you anybody that's from my school and and was in my grade that I graduated with um you all thought that when I was you know getting called to the office and stuff I was in trouble and a lot of you, I feel like, thought I was a troublemaker and that I was always getting, you know, yelled at by my principals and stuff. But that was all my anxiety. And every time I would go to the office, I would sit in the principal's office because that was the only place that I felt I had control. And... um I created a very strong bond with a couple certain teachers um, because they really did want to help me. And so a lot of you didn't know that. And I think a lot of you thought that, you know, I was just always in trouble, but that was not the case. It was all mental. It was all um, anxiety and me freaking out. And they found a way and they, they were able to help me and make sure I stayed on track to graduate. Um <laughs> And so, spring 2019, it was, it was probably the most real time of my anxiety because I was finally old enough to understand what was happening to me. Unlike in middle school, I didn't understand it. And 
I was trying to find ways to cope with it because it was kind of all in my hands at that time, you know, like I was about, I was a year or two years from graduating, you know, I needed to pull my shit together and I, um, I found ways, for example, one of the things that really helped me that would allow me to get through classes and be able to sit in class with my awful anxiety was, um, I would make these Pinterest boards and I would like of what I want my future to look like. And I just always thought once I get past this, my future is going to be so bright and nobody will be able to stop me. And I got this, you know, and it was kind of a way to distract me a little bit. And it was kind of a way to push my anxiety and all my worries and panic down. And like I said, this phobia I had, it wasn't specifically about the getting sick part. It was just more about the not having control. Like if you really think about it and if you really, when you, I'm just trying to make you guys understand because I don't want you to be confused, but if you look up any phobia, it's, it's a fear, but times 25. And so, um, yeah, I started, I started looking stuff up and I started planning out my future. I created my 10 year plan. I, I tried to work on my future since I felt like I didn't have control over my present and that really helped me get through it and it really motivated me. And so once summer of, um, 2019 came, the summers were, it was pretty easy, you know, because I had control over what I was doing. I didn't have to get up and go to school. I didn't really have to do anything if I didn't want. And so by that time I had kind of shut everybody out and me and the person I was in a relationship with, we really just kind of fell off. And because I, the person didn't understand and my friends didn't understand and I felt like the only person I could count on and in the end of the day is me and like I said I put myself in a bubble I made sure nobody could touch me I made sure nobody could you know have any effect over me and I think that's where my real vulnerability issues came in and the relationship ended up ending and friendships started to decline and that summer was actually it was a pretty good summer and once the summer came to an end I thought you know like I did this I'm through this anxiety it is over yeah well I thought (laughs) no it wasn't over because the second I started senior year it hit me and it was the having to be sitting in class and you can't leave you have to ask You have to ask the teacher if you have to go to the bathroom. You have to do this. And it was just like they wanted to put me in a box. And my anxiety said, hell no, you're not going in a box. Basically, like not being able to have control over my surroundings triggered my anxiety. And so um, I, every single night, the first week into school, every single night, I would lay on my floor in a ball. I would cry and cry and cry. And I realized that school was a trigger for me. Um, 
having someone tell me constantly what to do was a trigger for me. And I really, I, that's when the depression hit. And I, it's not a joke, you know, depression and anxiety, it's not a joke. And if anybody understands that, it's me. And I am opening up and telling you guys about this stuff because I have been holding it in for so long and I want you to know that I'm human just like you and I want you to know that like I've said a million other times you're not alone and I (laughs) it was so bad I couldn't get out of bed um I I couldn't do anything I had to push myself just to go downstairs and get food my room was a mess. I would lay in bed all day long. And at that point, I was like, this is never going away. And I dug myself into this hole, this dark hole. And I was miserable. I was sad. I I couldn't even describe my feelings. And... <laughs> It, it was very hard on my family and it was very hard on friendships, obviously, uh, because I didn't want to tell anyone because people just didn't understand and they would just say like, oh, just get over it. No, if you know anybody and if you, if you deal with anxiety, you know someone telling you to just get over it, no, the, you're, it's just going to make it 10 times worse. And I honestly, I like, I feel like I blacked out those like three months where I just couldn't get out of bed and stuff. I, that's when I got super, super duper skinny. I don't know if any of you guys remember. I, uh, it was like summer and like fall. I like lost probably like 10 to 15 pounds and it wasn't an eating disorder. It was just the, the fear of eating something and then getting sick. And I know I'm, I'm trying to explain this and I'm really, I'm trying to make you understand, but so yeah, I lost a lot of weight and I, I mean, I literally got down to probably 110 pounds and I was up at like 125, something like that. And <laughs> like I said, I feel like I blacked out those months. Like, I don't even remember, like all I remember is like I feel like I literally passed away and then came back like that's how bad it got and um so that was I was like beginning senior year and there was a couple people in my senior year as well that really really helped me and um really you know gave me that out a little bit and made me feel like I had that control and Another thing that a lot of you probably don't know is all those days where I wouldn't show up until 11 or 12, I had a doctor's note so that I didn't have to show up until then because that was the only way I could even go to school was if I only went for three or four hours a day. And I love to learn and it had nothing to do with the school aspect of the the learning. It it's very confusing, but 
basically what I'm trying to get at in all of this up until my senior year I could barely go to school guys I could barely get out of bed I couldn't even go out and get food with friends and now fast forward less than a year I have moved to another state I have started college I live on my own I have started a company I am working for Arbonne and I am a model and probably other things I'm forgetting about. What I'm trying to get at is that those things do not define you. I fought and fought and tried so hard to dig myself out of this hole and I still deal with anxiety. It's not gone and it won't ever go fully away, but it gets better because you get better and you grow and as you grow you learn new things about you that you didn't even know and your strength you slowly build up layers of strength that you don't even realize you're building but it takes so much strength when you have anxiety to do things it's not a weakness It shows your strength by just getting out and doing things. That is a strength that a lot of people will never understand. It's not a weakness. And I finally realized that there have been so many times I've sat crying saying I'm never going to achieve my goals. My dreams are never going to come true. I'm done for. And my mom was like, you need to stop. She's like, you know that's not you. You will come out on the other side of this and thrive. She's like, because that's who I raised and that is my daughter. And honestly, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you guys. I literally, it was it was hard to move out here for college. Um, I was super excited, don't get me wrong, but... I always had that little bit of anxiety and panic in the back of my head. And it wasn't whether I was going to be able to make good grades or that I was going to get a job or whatever. It wasn't that. It wasn't that type of anxiety. It was the anxiety of of being, you know, you are that. It's very confusing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is. It's the, it was the thought and the anticipation of if something happens it was fear honestly it was fear and it was don't get me wrong I love risks I love you know doing things that nobody else does and deep down in my gut I know that's who I am I'm a risk taker I love to travel I love to adventure But my mind was battling my heart and my gut telling me like, no, Benny, don't do this. No, that's scary. No, because your subconscious mind mind can literally destroy you. Just FYI, never listen to your subconscious mind. Because if I was still listening to my subconscious mind at this moment, I would be sitting 
back home in Illinois doing nothing with my life. But I decided to jump into the unknown, to chase my dreams, even though that anxiety, I chose to jump into the unknown and face all my fears that I knew were there, but I wasn't going to let them stop me from achieving my dreams. And that is what I want you guys to take away from this. Not that, you know, I I struggle with anxiety. I want you to know that no matter what you're going through and no matter if you're depressed, have anxiety, phobias, anything, that you can still do what you want to do. It does not put a limit on your achievements unless you allow it to do not allow your fears and your all the things that your subconscious mind want you to believe to actually come true you cannot do that or else your mind will take control over you and you won't succeed you have to let go and do the thing that freaks you out no matter how hard it is, because in the long term, it is worth it. Like I said, I still struggle to this day with it, but it has gotten better because I have I have learned how to handle it. And there are still some times where I feel like, you know, I, I'm hurting so bad, but I pull myself together and I look in the mirror and I tell myself, you can do this because you can't. It is all in your hands and it is all up to you. And do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Okay? So that is my story on anxiety and how I have fought it and how I'm still getting through it. And I want the takeaway from this podcast to be that, you know, your past does not define who you're going to be and your struggles only make you stronger. And so it was great talking to all you guys. Again, this is Let's Talk Life with Benny. And tune in for another podcast soon. Kisses. Also, guys, I just want you to know that you can reach out to me. My phone is always open. My texts, my DMs, literally anything. If you are struggling, I will help. I will make you feel like you're not alone because you're not. And I just, I really want you guys to know that telling your story can help somebody else. Don't be afraid. Don't let vulnerability be an issue because that is what I have, that is that is what I've been doing my whole life is letting my vulnerability and my pride stand in the way of helping others. And I want you to know that, you know, I'm here for you and there's somebody out there that needs to hear your story and I just, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I really hope you know how deep it was for me. And it honestly feels like a weight lifted off my chest being able to tell my story finally without crying or without feeling alone, you know? I finally feel like I am on a good path, a positive path, and you can too. (laughs) And I just want you guys to know that. One more thing. I have started looking back on my anxiety and when I felt like I was at my lowest and I realized that I would not be who I am today if I hadn't faced those troubles and those hardships. 
I mean, there were so many things in my life that I thought I wanted and that I thought I needed. And looking back, I just thank God and I'm so blessed to be where I'm at today. And I wouldn't be there if my anxiety hadn't came back the second time and hadn't came back the third time because, you know, I wouldn't have had that drive to face my fears. And I just want you guys to know that sometimes when you feel like it's for the worst, it's actually God's way and the universe's way of showing you it's for the better. And it took me a really, really long time to realize that. But now that I finally have, you know, it really it helps me shine and it helps me, it brightened my life, you know. Sometimes you have to go through darkness, you know, to find the sun. And so I just wanted to share that and I'm done with this episode now. Um, it was great talking to you guys. Take care.